0: Welcome back to another bonus episode of Enlightened Empaths. In these bonus episodes, we're trying to really showcase some of our listeners, some of our community who are doing things to shine their own light. And hopefully that will be an inspiration for all of you to realize that you really can step into your own. You do make a difference. And what you have to offer is is so, so vital during these times of transition. Today, I am so excited to talk with Tina, Tina Moody published her first book, The Spiritual Awakening of an Analytical Mind, in fall of 2021 at 50 years of age. Writing the book was preceded by becoming a single mother at 44 and embarking on an unexpected journey of self-healing, self-discovery, and self-transformation. After 30 years in the insurance industry, with 20 of those in real estate investing and sales as well, Tina found herself writing a book for people similar to herself. The book is a guide for her fellow linear thinkers and people simply ready to discover a better version of themselves. Welcome, Tina, and thank you so, so much for doing this with me today.
1: Oh, my goodness, Denise. Thank you for having me. I've been so excited to get on this morning. I just took my seven deep breaths to calm myself, so I didn't talk too quickly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Does it take that many breaths? Oh, my goodness.
1: You know, I find it does to recenter myself and I don't drink caffeine, so I can't even say I didn't have my coffee this morning. So it's purely I get excited to talk to you, as you know, when we try to fill a lot into a short period of time. So I'm going to do my best to behave this morning.
0: Well, you will have fun. We'll just like it's really we always have a good time when we chat and your book is so amazing. And what I love, love, love about this is you've been able to apply your linear way of looking at life and open that door to spirituality by breaking it down into 13 different stepping stones to help guide people. So can you maybe talk to our our listeners a little bit about what prompted you to truly step out of your comfort zone and step into this world as an author, especially in a topic that's a little bit different than what you may be used to?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, Absolutely. It's, you know, my goodness, Denise, I probably met you fairly on in my journey. Um, You know, about three and a half years ago, I guess now is when the book started showing up. And that was about two and a half years into, you know, this journey down this road that, you know, so many of us are embarking on. And I got this feeling that I needed to write. And, you know, the validation came from me when other intuitive people actually saw it as well. You know, somebody saw a bookshelf as my reference guide and saw it just, you know, plumb full with books and and other people saw the, the actual book. Um, actually, one of those people was your resident astrologer, Jen Edwards, had seen it as well. You know, I started listening and it, it was really about that time is when I finally connected to spirit because being from this analytical mindset, we want to control it, right? We want to step forward, we want benchmarks, we want goals, we want to see production out of it. And I wasn't, and it was driving me batty, quite honestly. I would see, you know, Jen progressing the way she was, and Jen is actually good friends with my sister, and the two of them were becoming Reiki certified. You know, Jen's a master of astrology. My sister became this incredible intuitive healer and built a she shed. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And it was so outside of who I was. I mean, I actually remember Michelle bought me for my birthday. She gifted me a gift certificate to come see you, and that was like you know, such a treat and such a stepping stone. I think that was probably about five years ago now, but I couldn't figure it out. And it was somebody kind of pushed me a little bit to start, and I'm going down a rabbit hole right now. I can feel myself going. Somebody (laughs) (laughs) Somebody suggested or pushed or what have you, me to start digging into my genealogy. And I had no idea what that was about. It seemed ludicrous to me. It seemed relevant to this whole journey to what I was seeing other people do, but it was, we'll call it more of a tangible thing for somebody that needs that. And so I started researching and I researched off and on actually a lot of on for probably close to a year. Like I dug into my lineage and I I didn't know where that was taking me, but it it felt right. And I laugh now because as I was doing it, I didn't want any of my deceased ancestors to feel badly that I was following one line further than the other. So I would keep it even. So, you know, as you keep going out, obviously it keeps getting bigger and whatnot. And it was finally when spirit started coming through, it was when I connected to my great great grandmother born in 1860 something, I think. And she started coming through and I was just blown back because that didn't happen to me. I wasn't hearing, seeing, sensing things like, you know, my intuitive friends that started the journey right there. And again, that was three and a half years ago and it was a whirlwind. And so when the book started, coming about, it was more, I felt the push to keep a journal. And when I did that, it was the journal of like all the spiritual escapades that were happening. And me being me and a bit closeted with all this stuff, I didn't share. Like I kept it so wrapped up tight in my cocoon, but the connections that I had between ancestors and native spirits as well, just blew me back. And I kept this journal and I thought that was the journal I was going to share. And I was laughing because it felt like a combination of Bridget Jones, which I'd been compared to back in my single days and Harry Potter, you know, some magical diary (laughs) thing. And I'm like, nobody's going to want to read this, but I kept at it and I kept editing. And, you know, my biggest concern was people didn't know this side of me. And I live in a community that People would think I was absolutely crazy, and I have kids in school, and so I was trying to figure out how I could possibly share this this diary of all these absolutely insane things that, you know, were more the the we'll just say the characters in it would have been more from the spiritual realm than the physical plane, and I'm like I can't do that to my kids in this community kind of thing, and so I couldn't figure it out, and then as I gave way to me needing control, the stepping stones just laid out before me, you know, the book I needed to read to figure out how to construct this book in a way that is, I'm going to say pleasing to the reader, but has structure, right? You can't just flail out there with what you have to say. So it formed the structure. And I learned a lot through that author's videos um, because she's an editor. And that led me to, you know, all of a sudden, as you know, I started my website and started doing stories of of women who are out there kind of change makers and finding their way and creating their paths. And I think that was to get me to build the structure of the website and to set up all that front before I actually started writing the official book, the practice of writing and the practice of actually stepping out of my cocoon into the public, you know what I mean? And so each step, I have not really searched for what comes next. It's presented and I may not always know why, but I allow myself to trust a little bit. Do I question? Absolutely every step of the way. And so when I started writing, really formulating this book of in, oh my goodness, I'm lost track of time. Two thousand twenty, so it was a pandemic-based book, I guess.
0: Two things. I absolutely love your expression, "spiritual escapades." I absolutely adore (laughs) that. I might steal it. I'm just going to let you know. Oh, go for it. Uh, But but what you everything that you just talked about, you were being guided. You were being led. You showed up. You just kept showing up. You started writing more, and it's so funny when you brought up when we first met because I remember the first time we did a reading. I, I remember this little snippet because I, I don't usually remember, but I remember I, something came up in your reading about, oh, are you a writer? And you, you hesitated, and then you said, well, I'm kind of writing a book. Uh, <laughs> but then it was just, but it was hesitant. It was, I don't know why, what it felt like to me as an intuitive was like, I don't know why the hell I'm writing this, but I know I have to. And I think that's what a lot of us feel, or a lot of our listeners feel, is they're being drawn to write, to share their story, to help raise the vibration. And your book does exactly that because you break it down into these beautiful little chunks that help people realize it's okay. And I get it because exactly, exactly what you described, Tina, of you know, I live in a town where I'm known as a certain person and my kids are in school and I don't want them to have that crazy mother. That is so damn valid. And and how and finding that balance is hard. Oh, it's
1: so hard. And I think part of the stepping stones in what, you know, spirit tells me now, which is a whole other story of itself for, for somebody coming from this mindset is, you know, little bits are dripped out. Right. And, and I start sharing more of my authentic self as I'm figuring out who my authentic self is. Right. Um, and, you know, it's little by little. And then all of a sudden you look back, you are know, like, oh, my God, I stepped out. So it, I laugh because as the book came out, like truly my partner's sister read a rough draft. But otherwise, people didn't know what was in this book that I was putting out in the world. And really, the intent of the book is that I am no expert and I do not claim to be an expert in any way possible. But what I do know is that it took me six years or five years or whatever it was at the time I wrote it to get to this point. And I still have a long way to go. And things are so sped up right now that it can't take other people that were where I was at the start of my journey that six years. Like it's it's go time kind of thing. And so I think that's what this book is is here, here, here's the here are the cheat sheets. It's not going to go into to, to great depth on anything, but here are 13 things. And really I picked 13 because as you know, Denise, 13 is a magical number out there. And really there could have been 12 or there could have been 15 or that, you know what I mean? So within each of those 13, there are other layers in there, but if something strikes you, go investigate that, right? Like I'm not giving you everything. I'm just giving you the bullet form of it. And now it's your turn to it's really an outline. And now you go write your, your story around that kind of thing. But it's funny, you know, as the book came out, people wanted to support it. I had to laugh because they want to support it, but they didn't know what it was <laughs> other than their, their friend or family member having written a book. And I had um, one lovely person who has kids, my kid's age, who bought 10 books and destroyed is a doctor, and just sort of oh. the women in her office. And the last time I saw her, I was dropping off my son at her house. And she's a very blunt person. She comes from from Europe, and you know, so things are said a little bit differently. And she's just like, "So I'm trying. It's hard for me." And I've gotten to the last, you know, two or three chapters, and I think it's too much magic for me. (laughs) And I appreciated that. Like, I did not take offense to that. But she didn't know what she was buying when she bought 10 books and gave them out. And and for that matter, my mom was just so pleased and so proud and was, you know, she's 75 and was trying to... um, recommend it to friends and to family members and all that. And finally, when she was trying to get me to send it to my, we'll just say more conservative Christian family in Texas, I said, okay, have you read the book yet? (laughs) She's like, not yet. And I said, you may want to do that before you keep telling, you know, different people, you know, in their seventies and eighties that they want to read the book. So it's, it's kind of funny. And um, I think the pandemic Protected me a little bit. You know, we did get back out and we're at the ball fields a little bit last summer and. You know, it was just interesting to see who would come over and talk about it and who would shy away. It's like this whole coming out of the the closet and it's uncomfortable for people, like some of that. When I take a step back and look at it, yeah, there's some, you know, woo-woo stuff out there, but really is finding the best version yourself and how is that a crazy or bad thing?
0: Right, And, and what I love is you break it down into these little chunks and exactly what you said, it's not an overload. So there are chapters on believing, self-healing, solitude, Mother Earth, crystals and stones, self-care, tribe, spiritual toolbox. Those are just a few. There's there's 13 different chapters. And you have little exercises. And they're very quick, basic, entry-level things, which I think that's that's important to, to note is this is for our linear thinkers. This isn't for somebody who's already in the woo pond. This is yes. for someone who's like getting bombarded with all of a sudden uh feeling sensing knowing tapping into ancestral heritage whatever it might be and trying to make it logical and i think so many people i am blessed to work with and myself as well both hemispheres light up so i do have that logical side i want Mm -hmm. there to be a reason i want there to be something that i can validate with and your book is really really intense What's fun, though, is been watching this journey because you've worked with a publishing house and, you know, you show up on social media and I'll see that you're in another bookstore and you're in another independent space and you're doing book signings. If someone had told you that a few years back, that this is where you'd be, would you have laughed like hell? I, I
1: would. And, you know, what's funny is that one of my mentors told me or said this to me years ago, I I can say years ago now, that when we take a moment and we look back at our life and, and put it on a timeline and look for the moments, and I talk about this in the book too, of the moments in our journey where spirit tried to connect to us or things prepared us for what we're doing now. It's a pretty amazing little exercise to do in and of itself and so when I do that, I laugh because when I was a twenty-three or four-year-old young insurance salesperson for you know an insurance company, and got the roads of Montana as my rookie territory, and I would drive, and I remember somebody saying, you know, you should keep notes and write a book someday of all your travel escapades because. The characters I met on the roads of Montana and Central Washington were something. And I didn't do it, and I tucked it away. And then when the kids were little, I had the call to write a children's book. And I got, you know, I started doing it and sketching some illustrations, all that. But it literally sits now in my nightstand. I've never removed it in any clean-out, and it's been tucked away. And so over the years, there's been little bits of that. As I look at my career choices, I got into the to the sales program through unum who's a big disability insurance carrier as we know in maine and i wasn't supposed to be in that they recruited from the the private colleges and i pushed my way through as a maine state college <laughs> graduate and got in and it was i was just a shy little thing from maine and i got shipped to seattle and it never felt like the right thing for me but the tools that it gave me as far as speaking in public or pushing myself beyond or learning this marketing tools and doing things that I probably wouldn't have done. I think it was everything was in preparation for this, you know, and and even um my ex-husband and I got into real estate, which or real estate investing and flipping and doing all that. And that led to me getting my license so we could keep commissions in-house and through the divorce, I used that as a, a flexible means to be able to be there for my kids and whatnot. Well, if you look at both of those professions, they are conduits, they're facilitators. So my entire adult life has been as a facilitator, as a conduit, as a vessel. And as I started connecting to spirit and my sister and I would do healings of our lineage, I was always the vessel. She was performing, I was always the vessel. And I disregarded that in some ways of the importance of that. But I think that's my role. And so I look at this phase of my life as, okay, I'm ready for this one. I've got the marketing skills. It's a different beast than what I'm used to marketing, but it's still marketing. I know that I continue to be that conduit. I'm a conduit for the, I think it's almost like a bridge from the ordinary to the extraordinary right like being that bridge from the analytical to the intuitive side and i am like a guide and and i think that is my role and i disregarded it and i didn't think there was enough magic in it and you know is writing even magic the more i go down this path i'm realizing how cool it is how awesome it is and and i don't need to know everything and i don't need to be certified in things and i don't need to i look at Like we'll go back to Jen. She's, you know, the master astrologer as so many of your listeners know. And it's like a foreign language to me. Like I cannot wrap my head around it or anything. And I don't think I am meant to. I don't think I'm meant to be an expert in necessarily anything. It's more getting people what they need so they can step into their most authentic self and step into the light. And we can all together raise the, you know, universal consciousness.
0: Spirit kept bringing it back to you. They kept bringing back the writing and they gave you this foundation of skills so that you can market, you can promote yourself, you can step out of your comfort zone a little bit because even in the insurance industry and in the uh, real estate industry, you had to put yourself out there and show up. Fascinates the hell out of me. One of the signs that Spirit gave me recently, well, several months ago now, but still fairly recently is they'll show me two rivers converging. And whenever I see that, when I'm talking to someone, it means they're, they're blending that both sides of their brain, they're blending that linear with that intuitive. And I think that's where a lot of us are right now is we're pulling the whole package together to get ready for this next stretch that we're all stepping into. Your book is beautiful for that.
1: Oh, thank you so much. That makes me very happy. I appreciate that. The message that I keep getting over and over as because for your listeners last October, so October, 2020, I started receiving messages and that that shocked the crap out of me, basically. (laughs) And so I do automatic writing and, and get messages. And I'm still trying to figure out where that whole thing falls into this package that is being developed. But the message that I get over and over again is it is time. It is time. It is time. And the other one, as I one I, I guess there's a few messages and I guess that could pertain to so many people is that accept this new version of you. I keep trying to reach back to the old me and because that's where I feel most comfortable and it is hard to leap and trust right and and you know the message I got just the other day was leap we've got you believe and there and we show up you know leap and we'll, We'll be there for you step forward and we'll place the stones. So that was the basic message that I got. And as many times as that comes through, I still reach back. And last year I actually shut down my insurance business because since I moved back to Maine, I went Seattle to Boston to back to Maine and have been here for 15 years. So I started an insurance agency and I officially, as I kind of closed it down over a course of two years, yes, uh, last year, I completely shut it down. I'd been on the little league board and coached teams for a decade and I stepped away as my kids aged out. And now my kids are teenagers and they can withstand more. And I put my crazy out there, but it was in a different way. So I feel like they're protected and it's not going to impact them, their own gifts in and of itself. And it's just, the message keeps coming back: accept this version of yourself fully. Accept this, and that's hard for us that you know lean the other way a, a bit, and so kind of getting used to that. And even as far as the two rivers, similar but not similar. The one of the messages that I got this week because I keep bringing up: I need to be out marketing real estate. You got to have an income coming in to support some of this, right? And it was. That's fine if you do that, but understand then the energy is going to be split. The energy is not going to be fully flowing to this. Mm -hmm. It will still be flowing, but you're diverting part of it. So you choose what you want to do, young lady kind of
0: thing. Like, Right. and, And that's an excellent point, Tina, is it's not an ultimatum. Spirit didn't say you'll do this or we'll pop you off the planet. You, you had it was choice and free will, but again, you made the time, effort, and energy. So, because you're so linear, did you find a structured time to write each day? It comes up very, very often in readings or when I'm speaking with people that they feel they are meant to write or have a book or and they're hesitant. And I always say, at out 15 minutes, 20 minutes, make right. it sacred, show up. So, yeah.
1: do you find I, that as well? I am all over the board. So for me, um, I require structure and in my life in general. And so I have my little sheet and I'm learning to not beat myself up when I don't check anything off, but I love a good checklist, a good, give me a box that I can put a X in or a check in. And so I do that. I mean, even for how much water I drink, the greens that I eat that day, (laughs) exercise, get outside, you name it, journal whatever it may be. And so writing, of course, goes on to that. I go through, like anything, there's hills and valleys. I'm on the hill right now. The start of the year has been called back for me to push on my writing. Um, I'd kind of taken the fall and I kind of looked at that, that it was, I needed to work on getting this book out and do that kind of stuff. And then kids and holidays and all that kind of stuff. So with the start of the year, I'm back to writing. And one of the things that sticks in my mind is us Mainers have Stephen King. And Stephen King, I guess two decades ago, wrote Stephen King on writing. I talks about his schedule. He gets up, he works out, and then he writes for three day uh, three days, three hours a day, tries to get X number of words in, then can move on with everything else. So I try to loosely put that in there. This week, I knocked it down from three to two hours because I knew what else I needed to get done. Something will pop up, the kids will show up or some something. I can very easily lessen the importance of what I have to do. Do you know what I mean? Because I haven't, and I had this little talk with myself, a little psychoanalysis with myself today that I haven't fully accepted that this is my Profession that this is what I'm doing. So it's easy for me to put it second on the list. And I'm working on that. And it's a hard one because this isn't as credible as going out to a 40 hour a week job, right? And I think it's time for that mentality to shift a little bit that it's okay for people to do what they enjoy. If I could write all day, every day, I would. I have that much joy in it. And for you listeners, I was not a writer. This whole publishing process was was a journey, a, a new journey for me, a new territory. I knew nothing about it aside from what I had kind of researched a little bit. But you start with an editorial evaluation, and you know, I prepared it and I sent it in, and it was like your worst nightmare of a teacher with a red pen coming at it. Oh my god! Like I forgot every rule of grammar there is, and then on top of that, since Denise, you and I probably learned what we were supposed to do, you know, as far as two spaces after a period or this and that. They changed some of the rules. And so I'm like, (laughs) what? And so I sent it in and I was laughing because, you know, it's different perception. Like the other people were probably been devastated by it. It was just marked up and was not a high mark as far as some of that, but it was. Marketable. It had good content. The editor did not change my voice, my stories, anything, and it was all just cleaning it up. And I'm like, well, that I can do, right? That's what an editor's for. So I had to pay a little bit more for editing, but more for um, grammatical cor- corrections and stuff like that. And so now I've been reminded. And as I write book two, it's it's a different deal. But uh, you know, the the journey of getting the book published has been incredible. Like I'm a different person than when I started it. One, it it was like the slow roll of putting this out into the world. And I used a cooperative publisher here in Maine, which means I paid a fee. I foot the bill. Um, so the fee is that I am part of a cooperative publisher. So I actually do hours of, we'll call it quote unquote work to for them to keep costs down too. So each year I will man a booth or help tear down or go up and restock shelves or do a mailing or things like that. And I like that part because it's a new industry for me. And I look at it as an industry and and so whatever I can learn is going to help me in the long run. So I actually like that part. They have vetted their editors and their graphic designers and they have relationships with I don't know 130 to 150 stores. So those stores expect a certain quality. So I liked all those things that more so than me self, you know, doing a true self-publish because they've already, like I said, vetted those experts to help me get the book to a certain point. And they expect the book to be of a certain quality. So that's been a fabulous experience. I it was I think a year ago, probably right around now that I sat for their kind of informational Zoom session. And, you know, it's one of those things you you kind of dip your toe in not knowing what the timeline will be. But when I dipped my toe, that just kicked it into gear. The book came out, I picked it up the last week of August. And so fall has been about starting to get it out into the world a little bit.
0: Thank you for sharing that, because I think people need to open up to there being more more pathways to getting your work out there, to getting your book out there. Some people feel that if it's not with a major publisher, then it's not valid. Some people think, oh, I'm just going to put it up on Amazon and call it good. But you're you're offering another option, which is fantastic. So where can people find your book and find you? Tina. Well,
1: as you say, it is on Amazon and, you know, I support that. I buy from Amazon, but the orders are actually fulfilled, even though it's purchased through Amazon, through Main Authors Publishing. And so I encourage people to just go to my website, which is tinalmoody.com. Don't forget the L. There's another Tina Moody out there. <laughs> my daughter and I were looking and that Tina Moody wrote a book on narcissism, which is is hysterical based off from a certain individual that was in my life <laughs> i'm like i didn't write it i swear <laughs> um, anyway um, tina l and there's links right on there and they fulfill my orders too so whether you order through amazon or off from my website is they're doing the order is going to still there is a little shipping charge and so I'd rather support local I guess is my point. So if you go to my website, you can purchase the book. You can actually read a little story about Denise. There's there's a tab on the website that's called Creating Her Path, and I think it was about two years ago or a year and a half ago that I did a story on Denise. It was just a little one. Um, there's also a subscribe button. Um, as Denise knows, every Monday I send out an email each Monday morning by eight a.m. usually. And I actually sit for a moment and and receive a message for that collective of people who are on my email distribution list. So the message varies from that to another group that I do a message for. And it's interesting to see where it goes, but it, it tends to be words of inspiration to take on your week. Right now, the second part of it is sharing something about the book that we've talked about in the book. Um, It could be, you know, believing as Denise said, or self-healing or self-care or what have you. And then I might just fill in with anything that's gone on this week or in the upcoming week to come. So that goes out every Monday. So you can subscribe there if you'd like to receive that email. And otherwise I'm on Instagram and Facebook and I, Denise, we talk about technology. Is it is a task for me to, to post, but I am trying really hard to get it on a regular schedule. My Instagram and Facebook are both at Tina L. Moody LLC. Just a quick story why it's LLC is that I have kept my married name as the kids get through school. And so legally, I am not my maiden name, which is Tina. L. Moody. And so, in true analytical fashion, I got on and formed myself an LLC to be a legal entity, which makes people laugh every time. They're like, why would you bother doing that? I'm like, I just needed to do it.
0: <laughs> and for all of our analytical thinkers, that <laughs> makes absolutely perfect sense. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on with me today, Tina. I think what you've shared and your story is so inspirational, but it's also a really Good reminder that sometimes when we step out of our comfort zone and and step into who we really came here to be, how easy the path can light up before us. And I think you're a beautiful, beautiful example of that. So thank you so very much.
1: Oh, thank you, Denise. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I enjoy it so much. And um, thank you to you and Samantha for having me on today.
0: Oh, we're so excited that you came on. And for our listeners, again, you can find Tina and her book at Tinaalmoody.com and also on social media. As always, please remember to shine your light, show up, and we need you. So thank you. Take care.